Hello and welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. Hi, my name's Kay. We will be talking about heaven and reading from the book by Dr. David Jeremiah, The Book of Signs. Kay, can you start us out in the preciousness of heaven? Yes. So everything that is near and dear to you and me, everything that is important to Christ followers, ooh, is in heaven. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Wow, that's just, just kind of like a confirmation, Teresa, to just what we were, you know, questioning about before. Everything that is near and dear. Our Redeemer is in heaven. First of all, our Redeemer is in heaven. Hebrews 9.24 says, Christ has not entered the holy places made with his hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God for us. Just imagine the moment we get to heaven and we see Jesus. Right now, we don't see him with our visual eyesight. The Bible says, whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with a joy inexpressible and full of glory from 1 Peter 1.8. If we rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory now, when we cannot see him with visible eyesight, think of our joy and glory when we can. Everything else will pale into insignificance. From Revelations 22, 3-4, says about heaven, The throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face. Our relationships are in heaven. Second, heaven is precious because of our relationships. Because our relationships continue there. Our loved ones who have died in Christ are all in heaven. My father told me towards the end of his life, You know, David, one of the things about getting old is this. One day you begin to realize you have more friends in heaven than you have on earth. <laughs> he was right about that. It happens gradually, but surely as we age. Our resources are in heaven. Third, our resources are in heaven. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. And that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, from First Peter 1, 3 through 4. How many people do you think are scared on their deathbed, wondering, where am I going? I don't know. I talk to some people, and it scares them, because they don't know where they're going. They don't have that certainty? No, they don't. And they're scared. And some Christians that I've spoken to are scared and they think about it as they get older. They know it's like, I know I'm going to heaven, but I'm scared. Scared to leave this side? Is no. Scared of? No. Uh, scared to the, leave un uh, the unknown. Yeah. Yeah, they're just scared of the unknown. Well, then they need to know some of this right here. <laughs> 
Yeah, yes, they, they, they do. Yes, yeah. yes, they do. Yeah. Just think. They need to have this certainty. And how, how can you be certain you're going to heaven, Kay? How can you be certain that you're going to heaven? I'm certain I'm going to heaven because the Holy Spirit lives within me. There you go. You're, you're God's child. I'm God's child. Yes. Yes, I have a relationship with him. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> when you became a Christian, God became your father and he made you an heir. We are heirs of God. And the Bible is full of information about our inheritance. The book of Ephesians says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance. In one eleven, in Colossians one twelve says, We are qualified in Christ to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. This is good. Hebrews 9.15 says we are called in Christ to receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. And Revelation 21.7 says about the glories of heaven. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. You have an inheritance in Christ that will never be touched by inflation. It won't be lost in an economic crash. Its value will never decline or decrease, and it is both reserved and preserved for you, and your name is on it, and your eternal resources are there. Wow, that is right. pretty right. amazing. Now, that does not confirm what, you know, these would be verses that would be um, a reassurance to people that they know they're going to heaven. Yeah. Our residence is in heaven. Heaven is also precious to us because our residence is there. I'm not just talking about where we will live. I'm talking about our citizenship. When we become Christ followers, we become residents of heaven. Philippians 3.20 says, Our citizenship is in heaven, from which we are also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not citizens of earth, are going to heaven. We are citizens of heaven who are traveling through earth. When you apply for a passport, you have to state where you were born, where you currently live, your birth date, and so forth. And, if approved, the government issues you a passport to let other governments know you're a citizen of the United States, Germany, Mexico, or wherever. I was born in Toledo, Ohio, and I lived in Southern California. I have a United States passport, but my real residence is in heaven. I am a citizen of that land, and I'm currently here on earth as an ambassador. That's true of every believer. And Paul said, our citizenship is in heaven. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. From Philippians 3.20 and 2 Corinthians 5.20. Our reward is in heaven. Our Redeemer, our relationships, our resources, and our residents are in heaven. So are our rewards. Jesus told his followers, amid persecution, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you in Matthew 5.12. Chapter 16 of this book is devoted entirely to what the Bible says about the rewards awaiting us in heaven. 
Our riches are in heaven. Heaven is all so precious to us because it is where our riches are. Matthew 6, 19 through 21 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Okay, I've heard people make a comment that when they die, they want all of their treasures buried with them because they think they're going to take them with them in an afterlife. I have no idea why they think that way. My philosophy is that's why I give everything away. You can't take it with you. And to make somebody's day on earth, to make them smile or make them feel loved or wanted by giving them, you just need to be giving because you can't take it with you. That's all I'm <laughs> no, saying. No, and it's perfectly clear right here. No, you know, uh, it does. I mean, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And what's so, the, the one saying, he who dies with the most toys win? That just blows my mind. But some people really believe that. They do. And because that's what the world thinks. That's what the world thinks. They're very successful. The big house, the big car, the big boat. Yeah, right. This, that, all that. And it's yeah. okay, especially oh. if you've worked for it. Oh, absolutely. Just be giving and loving. Well, yeah, I do agree with you, Teresa. We're supposed to be giving on this side of heaven. Yes. And and it doesn't, you know, that's not where our treasures should be. And and it's okay to have those kind of things. Yes, that's, that's it. Okay. That they that's are not want, the God in your say. life. Yeah, that's, right. that's that, that. That that's not your God. That's right. Okay. Yes. So if you have a lot of those things in your life, a lot of times you don't have time for God in your life. And I've heard people talk about this before because... You have to maintain the house. You have to maintain the boat. You have to maintain the motorcycle. You have to maintain all these things. But are you maintaining your relationship with God if you're having to maintain all these other things in your life? Well, heck, yeah, I'd be out in the driveway washing the car. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, <laughs> Listening to Christian music. Yep. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Kay. You're right. Yeah. You can't make it a God. When right. it is made a God, it's 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 not a good thing. So, what a statement. How can we lay up for ourselves riches in heaven? The only way we can get our treasures from here to there is by investing in God's work. We can't take our money with us to heaven, our homes, our cars, our boats. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Or articles of clothing. But we can take other people with us by investing yes. our lives and resources in the spreading of God's kingdom. The only things going from earth to heaven are human souls and the word of God. So if you're trying to build up equity in heaven, invest your time, talents, and treasures in the word of God and the souls of men and women who need the message of Jesus Christ. And who need favor, who need forgiveness. We have to be more forgiving. We truly do. And we have to have patience and mercy. 
Mercy, mercy, mercy. You have to have mercy with people, even if it's habitual. Just think, God has to have mercy on us every single day because we habitually sin. So we need to have that mercy available with other people as well. It's very, very important. Right. Well, in his word, it talks about him you know, wanting to, to reform us into his likeness. Right. Okay, so his likeness is mercy. And, and love. Good, and, right. The and greatest love. thing is love. love. That no, is... No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. <clears throat> that is true. Our reservation is in heaven. Finally, heaven is precious because our reservation is there. There's a book in heaven... A registry. It's called the Book of Life. Oh, I can't wait to see that. The Lamb's Book of Life. The Lamb's... Oh, did I miss that word? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. That's okay. The Lamb's Book of Life, in which the names of all who will be in heaven are recorded. Jesus said to his disciples on one occasion after they had reported great success in their ministries, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That too also, I really believe when you give, try to give and not let anybody see you give, if at all possible. Sometimes you can't, but if you do... God will reward you tenfold when you get up to heaven because he wants, you know, we need to give the the glory to God because God talks to us and says, Teresa, give this person that, Teresa, give that person that. 95% of the time, I can do it anonymously. I really can. Sometimes I can't. And then I'll write a little note. This is from the Lord. The Lord told me to do this for you. Because people need to know. I mean, I would have never thought about it. Or I don't know sometimes what people are going through or what they need. And if God says, do this, then you do it. Right. But if you can anonymously. He talks about that in his word. And I can't tell you the scripture that he talks yes. about to do it in secret. Yeah. To, to not So people don't boast. praise you. Right. Yes. Because if boast yourself right if i handed somebody two hundred dollars they're gonna be like oh my gosh Teresa, thank you so much but if i send it anonymously in an envelope and say this is from jesus they're looking straight up and god answered their prayers be you know and he just uses us to do that right so yeah that is really important if at all that you can do that right i think also with that Teresa. um I'll, then I'll let you continue on here. No, you're is fine. That that even if it is something that it is evident that they know it is from us, he doesn't. He doesn't want us to turn around and and have me come to go. Well, Teresa, by the way, I took my neighbor's two hundred dollars worth of groceries the other day. True. He, that that's not to come out of our mouths. Oh no, no, right. yeah, and you yeah. don't share right. with you anybody share. what no. you did what either. You do it. What right. you do, it's all right. private. That's right. Between you send you and it God. privately, and you he you does. don't share it with other people. Either. Right. No, that that yeah. just defeats the purpose. Right. Now, if you're talking or teaching, that's different. Right. But if I went to Kay and said, Kay, I just sent so and so two hundred dollars. I don't have any rewards in heaven for well, that. Well, true. And um, 
some people can say it just like this. God, they can express themselves this way. God, I felt God led me. Yes. To Mm -hmm. do such and such a thing. Right. For such and such a person. And that, you know, doesn't matter how you say it, okay? Yes, Um, you're right. right. You know, putting that in front of it, thinking, well, maybe it'll still be okay, you know? It's not okay. Right, you know? Whether God God led you, that's between you and God. Still, it's between you and God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, sometimes, if you're at the grocery store and somebody doesn't have enough money, you go up and you do it. And you just say, and just leave. You know what I mean? And you see, that's a very humbling thing. That's a, yeah, yeah, because it's probably embarrassing for them, but yeah. I wouldn't come back and say, Most hey, Kay, I paid for somebody's uh, groceries today. Yeah. That's just between you and God, and right. believe you me, he will bless you for that, won't he, Kay? Yes, he will. Is your name written in heaven? Do you have a reservation there? One day you'll stand before God, and he will say to you, why should I let you into my heaven? <laughs> wow. You must be able to say, My name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. I have a reservation. I've put my trust in Jesus Christ as my Savior, and therefore I qualify to come in through his shed blood. Wow! Amen. Amen. Ruthanna Metzgar is a professional singer who told a story that illustrates the importance of this. Several years ago, Ruthanna was asked to sing at a wedding in Seattle where she lives. It was a very upscale wedding. A member of one of the wealthiest families in the city was getting married, and Ruthanna considered it a great honor to be chosen as the soloist. She was particularly excited because the wedding reception was to be held on the top two floors of the Columbia Center, the tallest building in the Northwest. It was very exclusive, and Ruthanna couldn't help thinking about how fun it would be to go there with her husband, Roy. After the wedding, Ruthanna and Roy drove to the beautiful facility and approached the reception desk. They saw how the maitre d' was decked out in a splendid tuxedo and admitted and introduced the guests and ushered them toward luscious hors d'oeuvres and exotic beverages. About that time, the bride and groom approached a beautiful glass and brass staircase leading to the top floor, and someone ceremoniously cut a satin ribbon draped across the bottom of the stairs and announced that the wedding feast was about to begin. As Roy and Ruthanna approached the top of the stairs, the maitre d' asked them, May I have your name, please? Before him was a bound book. I am Ruthanna Metzgar, and this is my husband, Roy. The maitre d' searched through the listing in the book, and then he looked again. He asked Ruthanna to spell her name, and he searched again. Finally, he looked up and said, I'm sorry, but your name isn't here. Oh, there must be some mistake, Ruthanna said. I'm the singer. I sang for this wedding. It doesn't matter who you are or what you did, said the man. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Without your name in this book, you cannot attend this banquet. He motioned to a waiter and said, show these people to the service elevator, please. What? The Metzgar's were un 
ceremoniously ushered past beautiful decorated tables laden with shrimp, whole smoked salmon, and magnificent carved ice sculptures. They passed the orchestra preparing to perform. All the, mus all the musicians were resplendent in white tuxedos. The Metzgars were led past the guests enjoying the food, the fellowship, the views, and the opulence of the moment. The waiter took Ruthanna and Roy to the service elevator, ushered them in, and pushed G for the parking garage. This is blowing my mind. I'm sorry. The Metzgers were stunned to find themselves out on the street, driving home in silence. Somewhere along the way, Roy looked over and asked, Sweetheart, what happened? She said, When the invitation arrived for the reception, I was very busy and I never bothered to return the RSVP. Besides, I was a singer. Surely I could go into the reception without turning, returning the RSVP. Then as Ruthanna later recalled, she started to cry, not only because she had missed the most lavish banquet she had ever been invited to, but also because she suddenly had a small taste of what it would be like someday for people as they stand before Christ and find their names missing from the Lamb's Book of Life. That just put chills all over me. Yeah. That is... Oh boy, Almighty God is inviting you to the banquet, but you need to reserve your place. You must respond to his RSVP. If you're reading these words and aren't sure your reservation is secure, I urge you to pray about it right now. Confess your sins. Acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Do it now. Kay and I are going to just give you a few seconds here. Do it with us. Confess your sins. Acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Turn your life over to his control and accept his free offer of the gift of eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16 Congratulations. You are now a child of God and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So you don't have to worry about getting to heaven and God asking you, why should I let you into my heaven? Wow. And everybody will fall before him. And he will have your whole life flash in front of your face. That part I dread. <laughs> because, oh, sometimes just the mean things that I've done or said. You know, it's right. just, it's like, oh my gosh, especially when I was younger. And when you don't have the Lord living inside of you. He knows that. You don't do nice right. things. He knows that, though. I'm hoping, this is my thought, that it's going to be so glorious, Teresa. That it's going to flash by us. And then we're going to enter into his kingdom. And that is going to be no more. You know, we won't even remember those things. True. Yeah, we won't. But it is a scary thought to go through the... To the pit of hell and not through the gates of heaven. 
Right. So, and we never know anymore when our last day will be. So, if you accepted the Lord as your Savior, it's best that you go to a local church, learn the Word, and you're just going to feel so loved and wanted and just a lot of things you're just going to release. Reach out to somebody. I'll bet you know somebody that, uh, I'll bet you know somebody. I'll bet you have somebody in your life that would be ecstatic to hear that you have accepted Christ as your Savior. Yes. And if you don't have that person, then like Teresa said, yeah, do, do reach out to reach out to someone in, in the community, to a church, to a pastor. Get some guidance. Get some community. Start your walk. Start your walk. Next week, we are going to discuss Judgment Seat of Christ. Yikes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Onward and upward. So we appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you next week. Have a good week. God bless you.